Hey everyone, welcome to the show. So this is a bit of a long one today, but there are a lot of updates to share about Donald Trump cases and investigations. So first, the Atlanta Journal-Constitution reported on Thursday of last week that starting today, August 7th through August 18th, the street in front of the Fulton County Courthouse will be closed to general traffic. Also, public parking is not going to be allowed on any of the surrounding streets. So any of the other three streets surrounding the courthouse, no parking. These dates coincide, by the way, with the time span in which the majority of the district attorney's staff is scheduled to be working remotely. So starting today through the 18th. So only her leadership team and armed uh, investigators group and also various other people they say will be working in the building as of this week. And the news outlets say there will be an increased police presence as well around the courthouse. Um, they're actually trying to handle extra duties um, by uh, canceling everyone's time off. All of the officers also are working 12-hour shifts, so they are just doing whatever they can to cover all of this. Um, so we're on indictment watch again because of this case. I, I would assume I'm thinking it's going to be next week. I'm not 100% sure on that, though. I was wrong in the last one, so I apologize. Um, in regard to Trump's newest indictment over his alleged attempted coup, the special counsel requested that the judge issue a protective order over evidence that they're going to be handing over to Trump's legal team. The request was made on Friday night because Trump had posted an all-caps threat on his failing social media site. He wrote, quote, if you go after me, I'm coming after you. So the prosecutor's concerned, rightfully, that Trump is going to take this evidence and he's going to give it to his people to disseminate. He's going to post it on social media or, you know, he's going to at least speak about it at the rallies to try to intimidate and silence witnesses. So Judge Tanya Chutkin gave Trump's legal team until 5 o'clock today, 5 p.m. Eastern time today, to respond and to try to convince her that this protective order isn't necessary. Trump's team responded over the weekend with a request for a three-day extension, and the judge denied that request. So they did, in fact, submit their objection to this. And it was what you would expect. I mean, they're trying to say that, oh, they're trying to silence him. They're trying to take away his rights to free speech while he's campaigning. That is bullshit. That is not what they're doing whatsoever. They're just saying, hey, we don't want grand jury information being shared on social media. You know, it is typically not shared anywhere. So we'll see. Uh, I, I can't imagine that this judge is going to allow Trump to get away with this and allow him to incite violence potentially against witnesses. So I'll keep you guys posted. Um, and you may or may not have heard, but one of Trump's attorneys admitted to one of his crimes that he's accused of committing. Trump attorney John Loro went on Newsmax and on a lot of other shows over the weekend. He was a very busy man. And he confirmed that Trump asked his VP to, quote, pause the voting on January 6th. Loro then went on another show and he said that Trump's attempt to subvert the will of more than 80 million voters was just his hope, his wish, basically. Loro said, quote, asking is aspirational. Asking is not action. 
it's core free speech. So, you know, with defense attorneys like this, really, who needs a prosecutor? <laughs> I mean, has this guy actually read the indictment? We know MAGA hasn't. We know that, right? We know they're too afraid to read it. They don't have the courage. They don't have the strength to discover the truth. But his own attorney hasn't read it. I mean, that's what it seems. And if Trump's unindicted co-conspirators had any common sense, they would be begging for a cooperation deal right now. Because Lauro also told the audience, quote, Mr. Trump is not a lawyer. Let's understand that. He's a political leader and a businessman. What Mr. Eastman was saying as an attorney is that there is a constitutional pathway to making this ask. They are going to be thrown under the Trump train so hard, so fast. And I think the special prosecutor probably knew that. I think Jack Smith anticipated that Trump would end up blaming them. And I think that's another reason why he didn't include them in the indictment. You know, all he has to do now is sit back and watch. He just watches Trump cannibalize his former attorneys. And eventually they're going to realize, oh, okay, I'm going to go down for his crimes that I took part in, but I'm the one that's going to go down if I don't spill the tea. And he's going to be off doing whatever. I'm going to get the blame. I'm the scapegoat. Now, Steve Bannon claims everything is going according to plan. On the day that Trump was arraigned for the third time, <laughs> Bannon told his audience, quote, this is a day of jubilation for us. We're going to get an opportunity, ladies and gentlemen, to adjudicate the 2020 election. Because, <laughs> you know, we haven't adjudicated that to death. Um, I don't think Trump and his unindicted co-conspirators agree, though, because in addition to the threat that he issued on Liars Social, Trump has repeatedly posted insults. He's posted all these rants about the judge, the special counsel, about other related topics. And in one post, he begged the Supreme Court to intervene. Doesn't sound like someone who's jubilant. Um, and then meanwhile, unindicted co-conspirator number one, Rudy Giuliani, uh, Rudy Colludi Giuliani, he had a meltdown on Newsmax. He was blathering on about free speech and how Jack Smith is a disgrace. Also, unindicted co-conspirator number two, John Eastman, he recently sent his attorney to go grovel to Jack Smith. He's trying to stop the special counsel from indicting Eastman, who's also on the verge of losing his law license. Um, so again, they don't sound real jubilant to me. Probably because they know, as Steve Bannon knows, they have zero evidence of election fraud. If they did, they would have shown it a long time ago. And there's also new evidence in this case. So Talking Points Memo, they revealed previously undisclosed text messages between Republican National Committee Chairwoman Ronna McDaniel and former Arizona Republican Party Chairwoman Kelly Ward. So these texts show that McDaniel was helping to push the false narrative about election fraud in the same seven states that Trump was trying to target. 
And both McDaniel and Ward were texting Trump's chief of staff, Mark Meadows, about continuing. They were like telling him to continue to challenge the Arizona election results. And this is even after fraud had repeatedly been disproven, not just by Democrats, but by Trump's own advisors and Trump's own Republican officials in that state. And one thing we need to consider is how this new indictment might factor into the decision-making of Trump's other co-conspirators, the ones in the classified documents case. I was thinking about this over the weekend. If I'm Walt Nata, or if I'm Carlos de Oliveira, I'm thinking, okay, right, the, the case down in Florida, that's in Margaritaville. The judge is a Trump minion, so I'm probably safe. But let's say there is an outside chance if for some reason we get 12 honest jurors, 12 jurors that take their oath seriously and they convict us on even one count, there goes my freedom. But there's always plan B, right? Because Trump is gonna be president again. They fully believe that. He can just pardon all of us. Well, then along comes the coup plot indictment. This one's in DC. It's with a very tough judge. And then on top of that, some of Trump's allies have likely already flipped. Others are co-conspirators who they're gonna have to flip to save their own sorry asses. So that plan B isn't looking so promising. So if I'm Nata, if I'm De Oliveira, I am now considering or reconsidering my loyalty, right? To a guy who's probably gonna get home confinement because of you know his issues being a former president. Meanwhile, I'm gonna be rotting away in federal prison. And speaking of the classified documents case, Judge Aileen Cannon just revealed in a request that she made for clarification from the special counsel, she revealed that the grand jury is still investigating this matter. And she said that that grand jury is not located in Florida. Her filing doesn't say where the grand jury is, but she questioned the quote, legal propriety of using an out of district grand jury proceeding to continue to investigate and or to seek post indictment hearings. So the special counsel has until August 22nd to respond to this request that she made. And in addition to that little nugget, Judge Cannon also denied the special counsel's request to keep some grand jury testimony under seal. Grand jury documents are typically kept under wraps. I mean, it, it's done to protect people, really, who are either targets of or subjects of the investigation, but they haven't been indicted. So several former federal prosecutors weighed in on this, and they're saying that they think this is a poor judgment by Cannon, and it actually gives Jack Smith the perfect opportunity to request that Cannon be removed from the case. They say she is either inept or she's biased or both. Um, and this isn't her first error in a case. As you guys all know, I've shared this before, you probably read it, she is wildly inexperienced. And it was just revealed last week, she made a monumental screw up in another case. This was back in June. Um, this case has nothing to do with Trump, 
but it has to do with a man who is on trial for something truly heinous. He runs a website that contains child sex abuse images. Legal experts say Cannon messed up. She erred in this case so bad. Um, she violated his right to a public trial. And so the entire trial could be thrown out. So we'll see now if Jack Smith maybe decides it's time for Cannon to go, you know, hopefully. But in other bad news for Trump, U.S. District Judge Lewis Kaplan ruled on Thursday of last week that Trump's deposition in the E. Jean Carroll sexual assault case can be given to the Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg. Bragg had requested Trump's deposition because he wants to use it against him in the hush money to a porn star case. So Bragg can now use Trump's words against him. Um, and speaking of Trump's own words coming back to bite him, Trump's attorneys submitted a request to prevent documents from becoming public in his $500 million lawsuit against his former attorney and fixer, Michael Cohen. That filing said that the documents in the Cohen case could lead to self-incrimination in one of his other legal matters. So they're saying it necessitates a confidentiality order. Um, again, we'll see what happens there. And Trump is scheduled to be deposed in that case on September 6th. So that's coming up very quick. So I will keep you posted on all of this, guys, as always. And thank you all so much for watching and listening. Please like, please share this video. Please become a subscriber if you haven't. Please become a donor if you haven't. Really helps to keep the show going long term. Love you all. Take care and I'll talk with you soon.